Tina, we have a lot to get through because you guys are just on fire. You have a lot going on. Um, Tina, tell us what um, art space is, or it's it's art space or a space too. Um, hiya, Kate. Thanks for having me. Um, originally, we set up as art space um, in twenty twelve, and. The rationale kind of behind that was because our vision that was around the arts, basically. But as we progressed, obviously, it was it was more than that. So um, when we moved into our, our newer premises in 2018, we decided to rebrand to A Space 2, um, which I still have difficulty with. So it's meant to be A Space to create, learn and grow. Okay, so it's it's more than the arts. It's, it's, it's about the other things that we do as well, but primarily about the individual. Okay, so get, tell us in a nutshell then what a space two is. Okay, so um, a space two is a, it's a day opportunities uh, setting for young adults and adults with additional needs, additional support needs. Um, within that, then we have people with um, additional support needs who also could, would have um, enduring mental ill health as well. So for people with more complex behaviours as well. Um, so w- what we do in a di- on a daily basis, um, we provide a service for about forty people. We contract with the Western Health and Social Services Trust. Um, trainees come into us on a daily basis from uh, nine to five, give or take. And we offer um, sessions of training, um, learning, stimulation um, within that. So um, um, within the centre, Kate, we have um, our day opportunities consists of um, the, the programs that we do day and daily. We also have a shop, a retail area for training. Um, we have the uh, catering school. And then alongside that, we have the factory floor training restaurant. And that's all open to the public. And because we're based in the rural community, we have to encourage the public to come to us. Um, uh, inclusion huge in learning disability services and it may appear if you're not in the city centre that you're not being inclusive um, but we don't see it like that we see it's it's how um, how you promote the individual that we're supporting um, and letting others see what our individuals do and can do on a daily basis by encouraging them to come into the shop or to come in for coffee or you know, come oh, in the so restaurant. You, that you're not inclusive of the community, you mm-hmm. mean, yes, rather than... Yes, of course, yes. Uh-huh. Of all people. Okay, uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's that's important, maybe, do you mean from a funding point of view? Or? Oh, just no, in general. Yeah, just okay. just yeah, an approach to working with people with additional support needs because traditionally, historically, in learning disability services, for example, I trained in Mukmurabi, you know, so all of those services were on the periphery of towns so you were excluded. Do you I know? See what you mean. So inclusion mm-hmm. has been huge since the 80s. It's not new. There's nothing new about inclusion, but it is about a mindset. It's about how you treat people. You know, our young adults are not children. They're adults and should be treated as such. And we feel very strongly about about that. Um, so I, it's that model, that, you know, that they have... a choice and control and promotion of skill that they're out there and being involved like the rest of us. So how many would be involved with you on a daily basis roughly? Uh So we have we have 55 people using our service in the day opportunities piece and we would have up to 40 per day. Okay. Coming through. Uh-huh. And tell me uh-huh. about the day opportunities. What are they? what? So what do we do, do there? So uh, trainees, and that's uh, our trainees uh, agreed that that's how they wanted to be referred to. So um, service users or you know individuals, people, you know we're all people, um, 
are referred by the, the either through social work in the Western Trust or self-referral or you know a, a parent or a carer may call in or give us a ring and we've an open door policy you know you just drop in um, <clears throat> so the referrals made you know through one of those routes basically um, trainees come to us maybe one or two days sorry no less than two days but up to five days per week okay so again it depends on that individual post assessment where are they at developmentally where do they want to go you know where do they see their future do they want to come to art space you know to continue fundamental learning around i need to be able to make myself a cup of tea i need to be able to tie my lace you know fundamental skills you know to me is a priority you know and that's so important that we teach those skills to promote independence from you know those basic everyday living skills before we start teaching someone to use a bus for example um, so those individuals may just do life skills, um, they may do some artwork, um, so it depends on the individual. It could be a cocktail of activities, but it's bespoke and it's customised for that individual. Okay, okay. so whenever um, somebody is referred to you or presents to you in some way, you'll sit with them and Absolutely. sort of assess, mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. are you, where do you want to be, mm -hmm. how can mm -hmm. we get you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and you said it's person-centered. That's going to be diff different for every single person. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then you, you sort of put in a program... Mm -hmm, uh -huh. much so uh, um, I'm a registered nurse for people with learning disability. My background is within the trust. Um, so alongside nurses, we have teachers and we have artists and then we have learning support and we have sensory support staff. So we have a fairly large team. We have 17 staff in art space. So the teacher's role um, alongside the LD nurse is to um, assess the individual and then well, obviously they're central to all of that. So they decide what they want to do and how best we do that. And then the programme is custom to that individual. So, give yeah. me an example. Mm -hmm. As somebody from the outside who has absolutely uh -huh. no idea, you, uh -huh. you mentioned making tea, but what, what other uh -huh. other kind of skills would you? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> me. So, just just to say that we work with the Northwest Regional College as well. So we bring in tutors based on the needs of the individual. So we revise that May, June every year. Um, we sit down with every individual or as a group, depending um, on the understanding of the people that we're working with, to ascertain, well, what are the needs for this year? You know, what is it that we want to do? It's not always straightforward because you can't always get the tutors that you require. So we're always looking at that. But... Um, <coughs> Whilst we do a lot of art, Kate, that, that whilst just doing art may present as just a visual thing, but it's more than that. You know, you're teaching colour recognition, you're teaching socialisation, um, hand-eye coordination, so there's a lot more skill to that. And within the art classes, we have people on the autistic spectrum or, you know, um, who may not be work ready for many years alongside other people who are their sort of models who are quite ready to step into job skills, but they need to do art um, for their mental health as well as as everything else, others are doing it for those basic life skills. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yes. Because you know, so, you have you know yeah. somebody who maybe um, maybe hasn't been in a setting with a lot of other people for a while, Absolutely. or and yes. just to kind of yes, get, uh -huh. just to be in somewhere at a certain time, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just even what's required to say I'm I'm going to go and use the toilet now, or I'm going to. Like, just even that, just being in an environment, I think. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. And we do have, um, we work with the local schools as well, and the, the special educational needs schools. So it's that transition is massive for a young person, particularly someone on the autistic spectrum. Um, you know, that young, you know, leaping from that school environment into the adult world um, is huge. You know, so there's a, there's a lot of support required around that. And we are so adamant that, you know, 
they're adults and they will be treated as adults, you know, so we don't do any of the childish things that can be associated with people with learning disability and we feel very strongly around that. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me then about um, the other things then. So we've talked about the, the day opportunities yes, uh -huh. and the kind of uh -huh. um, topics you cover or skills you would um, sort of pass on. Um, tell me about the catering then. So you have you have a restaurant. We do. So it's we a do. catering school and a restaurant. Uh -huh, uh -huh, okay. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So um, trainees are doing front of house as well as. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Okay. They Let's are. About that. Yeah. Um, so the, we had in our previous building in Eglinton with a small coffee shop called Rosie's Coffee Shop, um, and you'd prior to that in the trust. It's something we, we we've always done we've been involved in catering as, a, as an LD nurse and um, so it's about the skills required it's not necessarily about how to you know to make a, a three-course meal um, in terms of our role so um, we felt the skills are so transferable it was something that we really needed to embrace and we had so many people come along and say oh, we really need to, to learn how to cook we need we want to move out from home you know we want to live in our own environment so just the fundamentals of, of catering and, and the health and safety required around that so we we understood that there was a need for it so um, when we when we moved over it was part of our plan to develop the catering kitchen so um, it's, it's a quite a large training room um, and it, it's, it's just within the the training restaurant the restaurant um, will seat comfortably about 70 to 80 people so it's oh it's big mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we, we we have people who use wheelchair assisted mobility as well so we knew from the outset the whole design of art space or a space two has been done by ourselves you know obviously alongside the architect when we moved in kate this was a factory floor there wasn't there weren't any walls in this in this building we just needed to have the space to design what we needed to do that was perfect so we have built it from the ground up literally so we have two rooms remaining now to build, which is the, um, the upcycling suite and the, the large multi-century. But to revisit the catering project, it's large because for accessibility reasons, but also so many of our people just need that wee bit of breathing space and that's important. And that worked really well when it came to COVID. You know, we were able to open up straight away because we had the space. Ah, you know? because you were you had the distance. We between. we were able to uh, mm. adhere to the rules quite easily because we had the distance to do that. But as well as being sort of big in space, that's a lot of covers for a restaurant. It's, it's a lot of well, yeah. But realistically, we are in the rural community, um. So the majority of our customers are the trainees that are attending our space. You know, so um, yeah, so we have the capacity to do that, but we do encourage the local community to come in. We're trialing, we're open now every Saturday in May to see how that goes. You know, mm -hmm. so we're up against it. There's a lot of great restaurants around there. So, um, but no, we put our best foot forward. And the trainees, when we spoke before, um, to, to prepare for this you mentioned that they do NVQ levels mm -hmm. one and two and then mm -hmm. some will move on into employment mm -hmm. with those mm -hmm. um, again that will be part of that initial assessment and ascertaining well, where is it you see yourself you know is that job skills or you know will that continue within art space with the support of the staff just depending where the individual is um, academically cognitively you know or mentally you know just where they're coping so um, yeah we have two lot we have two groups running at the minute this is year two so we've year one and we've year two of NVQ and catering which was you know we're delighted so we have trainees sitting exams that have never sat exams in their entire life you know and so what that does for self-esteem and you know dignity and all of that is fantastic so that in 
itself can't be underestimated. Um, the vision is, yes, we would hope someday that we will have a presence in the city of Derry, um, be that a small coffee shop or otherwise, you know, but we're, we're looking at that and we see that as a realistic stepping stone for our trainees uh, for exposure and, you know, and for that, you know, more active inclusivity bit. Okay. And also the real active um, customer base. You know, we, we don't have people coming in their droves because of where we are. But, you know, in a busy city centre, you'd expect maybe th that that would increase. Or you would get the, the footfall. So that, so either, you know, that would be a stepping stone into that sort of more supported out into then, you know, another, you know, sort of real life environment, coffee shop or a hotel or a McDonald's well, or something like that. I mean, I just feel like you've, you've come a really long way. You, you founded it in 2011. I left the trust in 2011 and I took the keys of Benbow uh, in August 2011. We incorporated in April 2012. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What started that? Because, you, you know, you were working as uh, a nurse uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. and then you said, mm -hmm. that's it, goodbye. And mm -hmm. said goodbye to a regular salary. Mm -hmm. what, mm -hmm. what was that the push? Was what was the tipping point mm -hmm. there? Well, I'd worked in the Western Trust my entire adult life, pretty much, you know, at a spell in Guernsey. Um, so I was a ward sister in the previous Stradray down into Lakeview for many years. It was time for change. And it's not something probably that nurses do a lot of, you know, you don't kind of job hop a lot. So it was really time for change. I'm very passionate about multi-century working. Um, I'd set up the um, day facility in Lakeview Hospital and within that new multi-century rooms, there was a demand for the rooms. We couldn't offer it out because we were within the hospital policy. So it just wasn't an option. So the option came up to take... Um, voluntary early redundancy not just me others at my grade as well were, were given that option and i thought yep yep uh, yep yes absolutely lost a fortune <laughs> financially it's just not for somebody very wise to do maybe mm. but it was something i had to do not you know for me i i had to do it and it was something it was a business plan that and i knew nothing as a nurse about business plans or anything like that but i went off and did the um you know the invest ni course setting up small business oh so go for I, a program for it, absolutely mm -hmm. i went off and did that when it was still in the trust so i told myself i was going to do something at least one small thing every day to work towards this goal and so when that opportunity came i just leapt at it you know, that's so. a brilliant um mindset mm -hmm. just do something every day because you, you, you look at all the big things mm -hmm. it's hard to kind of go on that climb that mountain but if you like i'll take one step and that one step and that's what we tell our trainees baby steps and it, it, we we were fortunate enough i have an outside office at home um it was there when we bought the house so i kind of moved in there and i thought right this is my job now this is my job my daughter who's a nurse was in mama have you seen this post coming up or kevin my husband's a nurse as well and he just said have you seen this post and i said well oh no I, i'm fine i've got a job i'm not looking <laughs> i'm not looking and at the same time oh god but anyway no i was passionate i was driven and you know i i attended every workshop that i could you know to upskill me and give me the knowledge around setting up business but why this business well that's all i know and this i'm not doing anything terribly different from what i've always done whilst i'm a nurse and i'm still a registered nurse whilst i was in the trust my role was um overseeing day services basically so it's the same thing it's pretty much the same thing. It's just I was working within this huge umbrella of the trust, whereas now it's me. You know, the risk stops with me. I have an amazing team. 
uh, delighted to have such a team and you couldn't do it any other way. But I, the buck stops here. But how do you feel about that? That's how it is. And that's, yeah, I'm absolutely okay with that. That's Taking it, it in your stride and... Well, there's obviously like everything else, you know, you have your days and you think, oh my goodness. What did I do? Uh-huh. Um, I could be walking away here, but it's not like that. No, there's too much to be done yet. There's what, lots to do. What keeps you there whenever, as you said, the buck is flying towards you? Mm-hmm. I'm about to stop with you. Uh-huh. Um, what is it that keeps you pushing through the, the difficult times? Um, I don't tend to be flurry, but we have people who need the service. You know, Be as flurry as you want. We do. We have people who need our service. Um, we have a waiting list now, which I never dreamt that we would have. We started off saying we'd accommodate 12 then we grew to 26 and then we said 40. But we now have 55 people coming in and I'm, I'm meeting with the trust next week and, and hoping to build on that again. You know, I don't want to have a mini institution in the community. That's not what it's about. Um, uh, but the service, the demands there for the service was just how we go about that. You know, so um, it's that need that's out there and that's not going away anytime soon. Well, tell me about some of the people that sort of stick out in your mind as being... Mm-hmm. Um, memorable for some reason like somebody who mm-hmm, you've mm-hmm. seen a, a development with yeah um so within uh a space two we also have the multi-century room so and uh, maybe a wee example from both but in in the multi-century rooms um the way it operates it's not people coming into us sort of day uh, you know day after day it's open to the community to come in and they book a session per hour for example um so we have Mummies coming in with small children, children on the autistic spectrum, in the main. Um, but we, we had one particular mummy who came in one day and she just looked absolutely exhausted, you know. And she says, I just need a break, you know. So that hour was a break for her. She brought in her wee girl and she was able just to sit back and relax because she was able to self-stimulate with the equipment that was there. Um, we had another lady who came in one day and she actually was having a wee birthday party with us and she um she had ordered this uh tractor cake and the wee boy's name was adam it was okay to say that but he spoke his first words that day in art space right. we had another wee guy who came in with very complex syndrome and i remember his name but i'm not i'll not say his name but he uh, his mom came in the door and said <laughs> He's just said he's coming to art space. <laughs> his art space. And I thought, oh my, I get goosebumps even now thinking about that. But first words, for example, has not, and that that's happening now quite frequently, which is just, I mean, that's just incredible. We've another young gentleman in the uh, factory floor in the, the catering school. He's just started what was actually a few months back. But when he came to our um, information evening, his mum came with him, and she was observed to sort of step back and because um, it became, we became aware that he, do, he doesn't speak at home at all. But when he came into art space, he started to speak. I know that sounds ridiculous. No, it sounds but he was absolutely mind-blowing. enough to want to ask questions, you know, and he probably felt this is somewhere I can be. And we get those comments a lot of the time around, it's a very non-clinical environment, and it's got to be. Um, so we design it to make it as funky as we possibly can, to make it as welcoming as we possibly can. So he, since day one, he's been coming into the restaurant. Yes, he requires some support around visual schedules. And as long as we do that and don't make any dramatic change he's quite comfortable and he's 
chatting casually the way you and I are. See, I think that's you know that's absolutely priceless. If you you're a parent who you know every every parent has sort of expectations. You know when they find mm-hmm. out a baby's on the way, they have um you know sort of future plan and they sort of forward cast all the maybe they'll do this and I'd like to see them do that absolutely. And, yes. and then if you're a parent who then yes. hasn't even heard your child's voice. I know. And that's that's that is exactly right. They have never heard their voice or heard them speak. It's it's mind blowing. Now we've another guy, and obviously all of our our trainees, we review a month, three months, six months annually. It depends. But at one of the reviews, the young uh, fella's mum had said, "Oh, you know, he's able to come in now, and he's he's chopping up the carrots for dinner, and you know, it's just fantastic." He's now actually he does the barista. We barista training on a Tuesday morning, and he does the course. But he's gone off and spent his own money and bought a coffee machine for his own home to make coffees so obviously his family are delighted and if they're delighted we're over the moon you know which is wonderful you know and for his own self-esteem that's incredible it must be unbelievable just yeah. the impact you make mm-hmm. on families and so so what's next for you guys then you're still you were you mentioned you're going to build another sensory room was that right yeah that's that's that has to happen it's happening <laughs> it's got to happen yeah mm-hmm. that will happen now it's a lot there's a lot of money and uh, we had a ball we had a a spring ball a fundraising ball there saturday two weeks back in the waterford hotel there just in the outskirts of the town um so that any money that we're raising going forward this is officially 10 years of art space so heavy duty fundraising we're doing an app sale now on the 12th of june are uh, you or I'm one of them that's what are you abseiling down we're coming down the Tower Museum okay in the city yeah no, I'm not going to ask how this heights are a thing know. for me so I, I don't know for so I'm going to wait until I arrive and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> I might need to be pushed down I don't know we'll see but yeah the multi-century room would be the largest of its type in the island of Ireland um, at this point wow. in time yeah it, it, well, the space that we've allocated is a hundred square meters, so it's a big, it's a big room, and just like some of the images that I've shown you there, and we've lots of images on our Facebook page as well. So we will be promoting that hugely, but it really would be the epitome of multi-sensory stimulation. Um, which is so important for, you know, there's lots happening and I'm sure you've spoken to many people that offer day opportunities and employability options and all of that and I know it's there. But what's there for those people with very complex needs? You know, not so much, not so much. Um, so we want that environment that we can be inclusive to all people with um, learning disability, intellectual disability, additional needs, however you address it, but it's people with additional support needs. So we, we want to offer that facility for these, these people. Um, our staff are now, you know, we really drive it. Um, our rooms are booked out day and daily, the multi-sensory rooms, so there's a need for it, eh? B now it's, it's how we make it happen with the design and all there you know where the space is there you're ready to push the button uh, just, just whenever we just need to get yeah all that's done between you and that is <laughs> yeah. the cash yeah well here as a result of the podcast I mean um if, if people are listening they're thinking yeah that has to happen yes. can they like what kind of people would you like to hear from like investors or yes other all companies all, that might sponsor you what all of the above we had a community engagement event there a few weeks ago so we need to be doing more of that art space we tend to nearly just knuckle down and get on with it 
again, and I mean that in a, in a very modest way, um, because of the clients that we support, we, we, we're doing a lot of the time. So maybe it's, it's time now to step back and, and get ourselves out there and say, look, we're here and this is what we want to do. So absolutely all of the above. Anyone that feels or if they want, we're going to run a marathon or a sponsored whatever, please, we'd be absolutely delighted. I think we have someone locally who's going to run a marathon for us um, to say the app sales coming up. So anything like that, we would be absolutely delighted. Okay. And what other kind of people would you like to hear from? What if it's um, people in the area who want to use your services or yeah. maybe feel they can mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. help you? Or? Absolutely. We're always looking for volunteers as well. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. What kind of volunteers? What would they do? Uh, assisting in sessions for example within the art sessions or within the catering project or you know so it's it's an enjoyable opportunity you know whilst you're learning on the job how to support people and getting to know what, the needs and rights of people what kind of people would would be make good volunteer do they need to have a qualification or do they no. need to have experience anything or i always say if you get someone with the right attitude you know you can teach the rest you know as long as you good positive upbeat attitude that's all i would be looking for and a wee bit of commitment you know you can get volunteers who come and go and that's fine as well because other opportunities come up but just someone who could maybe offer that wee bit of commitment you know over a sustained period of time and is it a good opportunity for somebody who's a student maybe yeah. doing nursing or social work or yeah and we do we do take students uh, ot nursing students um we take students from the local college but you'll find that's a couple of weeks and then they're gone again you know and that's great as well and and we do appreciate that support um but yes it's, it's it may be someone who's approaching retirement or someone who's currently maybe out of work or something like that um or someone who's maybe going through a period of recovery you know for whatever reasons we're happy to support people like that you know so absolutely okay sounds mm-hmm. good um and what about anybody like, like parents who yeah. might want to use facilities where, where can they so, find you if yes they want to? so well, we're based um in campsie which is literally just outside of eglinton village um We've had to increase our signage. It's not probably the easiest place just to find all of the time, but um, we're just a phone call away. We inco- we've an open door policy, Kate, to the, the, the Western Trust, to parents, carers, to anybody who wants to call in. Our little shop, we do, we have an upcycling project as well. We have an amazing artist who works for us, uh, Stephanie of Vienna, um, as well as, well, you know, I shouldn't be picking out one particular staff mm-hmm. member. We have a great team, but Stephanie is an artist and she, um, she we have an amazing upcycling and they do amazing works of art amazing works of art we're not all artists but we use the tools you know you know we bring in we use um we bring in um, bits and pieces from america for example for stamping for transfers we large decoupage papers for example so you know so we put that in the front of a piece of furniture or something then it looks incredible you know so that could be a swan or a a bird or whatever you know so it's not hand painted but it looks the part it's mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful but she's incredible we sell chalk paint as well um we can say we tend to go brand of chalk paint so we sell that in our shop as well as using it for our upcycling um, and the shop project. is in the same premises the shop is just the off the art room so when you enter the the other day ops program the shops to your right the restaurants to your left and the art room there's just in between we've accessible bathrooms we've got a change in places bathroom as well because we're en route to the um, the airport, City of Derry Airport, just literally two, three minutes down the road. So um, we would work alongside them if they need the change of place facility, for example, or the multi-centre rooms. You know now we're hearing about multi-centre rooms going into airports and shopping centres and hospitals and things, which is fantastic. City of Derry is pretty small and we're quite close by, so if they needed that facility, it's there for them. 
you know, so if you have a nervous passenger or someone with a distance support needs someone with autism, they could spend half an hour in art space before they go on down to the airport, you know, so that's, you know, that's available as well. Never would have thought of that. You know, so, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Amazing. Uh-huh. So where can people find you then on social media? You're on Facebook, Facebook, you mentioned? Facebook really would be the main one for me. Uh, we're on Instagram, but really Facebook, Artspace Multicentry. Yeah. Artspace mm-hmm. Multicentry. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much, Tina. There's so much there. Um, I hope we didn't forget anything. I think we, I think we got everything covered. <laughs> but anybody that sort of is, if it sparked an interest in anybody to, oh, to get in touch with yourself, and we'd be delighted, always delighted to hear from anyone, particularly parents and carers. You know, if there's something you think you know we could offer, let us know. Be delighted to help. Thank you.